Welcome to Bonehead. Wee, 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 wee. Now I got to pee. I just Bush. rhymed. Oh, my Bush God. I'm... This is actually this is for we, we've been watching Bluey, which I'm pretty sure is a documentary about how Australian parents abuse their children. And it, it's a cartoon. It's made in Australia. And, and they clearly they don't have bathrooms in Australia where you can just go up to. So a lot of times these these dogs have to go do a bush wee. And now my kid walks outside to do a bush wee. So thank you, uh, Australian Glenn and whomever is listening. Supposedly it keeps the deers away. Well, I have had no deer yet. So in the middle of the nothing city. Else, if I learned nothing else from Doc Hollywood. Yeah, that's and true. To, to, to Glenn in Australia, deer are kangaroos with horns. Okay, that uncomfortable pause. Chad, <laughs> I mean, let's talk about movies to TV. Yeah, so we're gonna that's what our, that's the topic of today's shows movies that turn into TV show, uh, movies that turn into TV shows. And I, you know, honestly, I was sitting here at home watching Ash versus Evil Dead, which I don't know. Well, I guess we'll talk about how you guys feel about it. I don't know if James has seen it, I loved it. It was the right amount of comedy. Seen it, I own them, I own it, it too. Uh, I own it on yeah. Netflix. Uh, it is the right, am- I, I just loved it. I, you I own I, it on I, Netflix. Yep. I need all them features. Shut yeah. up, Joe. Isn't that what we just talked about the previous episodes? I Hi. haven't. I hadn't bought it, but now that I loved it so much, I probably will end up buying the uh, the, the series. I mean, on it's DVD. Bruce Campbell. It is, yeah. And I uh, I never got around to watching it, but as I burned through it in like the span of a week and a half, um, the second to last episode of of the series. I came up with, I was like, we need to talk about this because I started thinking of all these different movies that have been turned into TV shows. Uh, and as Joe and I agree, most of them are awful, we'll talk but about there, there was so many. And then when we agreed we were going to do this, I did research and I was blown away There's because time. initially I was going to do what I normally do and just put together the list of the shows that I know. But I'm like, maybe I should look more into this. And I looked into it and oh my God, there's just so many. Yep. And yeah. none of them are good. Well, and even okay, so I'm a few are you, good. I'll correct a you a few, a, a few, and I'm going to talk about some of the few that I like. Yeah, but they're overwhelmingly James. No, and there's okay. some of that are absolutely shocking. I, I'm going to correct you a little bit. So we just got to talk just a minute before this. It's not. Let me rephrase. Most of them do suck. The issue is, is that even the ones that are good, or at least ran for quite a while, you know, they're very successful aren't necessarily shows I like. For example, yeah. Parenthood. I like the movie, love the movie. Love the movie. I've never watched more than 10 minutes of any episode. I don't give two shits to watch it. It's just not in my wheelhouse. So yeah, it and may I be amazing. And but I, I don't, don't give a care. And don't get me wrong, I haven't watched an episode of Parenthood, but it's mostly a drama. The comedy elements are taking out of it. Am I right? It's basically I kind think of so. I don't. It's know. kind of like a saccharine soap opera. Let me give you opera. another example of a movie I I loved. I loved. I loved was Friday Night Lights. Peter Berg's Friday Night Lights. I, I think it's his best film by far. Nothing comes close to it. Battleship. Yeah. <laughs> Like I said, it's his best film by far. Nothing comes close to it. To my knowledge, <sighs> I haven't watched all the Mark Wahlberg movies. Honestly, two or three of them past well, that I just can't take. Can, can I honestly correct you? Because this what? is me. I, I was joking about Battleship. I got. I do want to dis- disagree because I really love the rundown. 
The Rundown's fun. It is. <laughs> it's a fun movie. But his best film is Friday Night Lights. Okay. And I that I just say that's the best one. That being said, I've never watched one episode of Friday Night Lights. I doubt that I ever will. Yeah, I won't either. So I'm sorry. why? I'm a and film no- geek. Why? And these two people shot from stardom, uh, Connie, blah, 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 and the dude from uh, King Kong. They shot uh, Godzilla. I can never remember their names. They shot the stardom from the show, right? Why have I never watched it? I don't know. And the problem is, and this is a, in, in, in the few cases where this is not, and I'm going to go into the ones where this is not true. I have a hard time getting into TV shows where they turn the characters they've basically broke down the characters so much that they're just a fragment of what they were in the movie. And they, they've lost all appeal, all character appeal. The, the, the things that made them great are not in the TV shows. And that's why I, I have a hard time. Of, you, you said appeal. I was thinking of weird Al lyrics. You got to admit it. They got to appeal. They got appeal. <laughs> Potatoes. Sorry. And, <laughs> yeah. I got to, and to lead lead away into this, I, I got to talk about the most shock. And, and by the way, I'm going to talk about a few shocking ones. But I got to talk about the most shocking example of a movie being turned into a TV show. Are you guys aware that in 1983, for five episodes, Casablanca yep. was a TV show? Yep. Not only in 1983, Chad, it was made into a television series twice. It was also made into a television series in 1955. Which isn't which actually, on the list I looked at because there's over a hundred. I have over a hundred. Which actually, so there's two separate series. One was in 1955, one was in 1983, which means by the theory that eventually the third time's the charm. It's 2021. That means we need to do one this year. That would be 28 years between each attempt. Can I give you all the one that shocked me? Casablanca. Well, go, go, yeah, go ahead. And then I want to talk about Casablanca a little more because I want to talk about the cast of that Freebie and the Bean got a series five years after the movie. I did not know Freebie and the Bean got a TV Freebie show. Freebie and the Bean. Now, don't get me wrong. I've seen fragments of it. I think I may have actually watched all of it on Turner Classic Movies Finding at one time. It's a buddy cop movie with Alan Arkin and James Caan. I mean, what could go wrong? It's not bad. I'm just saying, who greenlit that series? Holy God. Okay, so let's talk about this because this is a, Joe, you just accidentally connected our two conversations. Okay. The star of Freebie and the Bean, the TV show, and Casablanca, the TV show, won Hector Elizondo. (laughs) (laughs) Hector Elizondo. I'm not trying to be stereotyped or whatever. I'm assuming he played the bean. Uh, Hector Elizondo was Captain Louis Renal yeah. in Casablanca, the TV show. And he was the targent, Sergeant Dan Bean Delgado. Told you. And so, uh, Freebie was Tom Mason. <laughs> on the nose. And, and poor Hector Elizondo not only gave us Leviathan, but all those shitty Gary Marshall films as well. But do you know who played, do you know who played, who took over? Uh, Humphrey Bogart's character in the Casablanca TV show in the, from I, the 80s? I don't. I don't remember. James, do you? No. No, I know who did in 1955, but I do not remember. Tell me in 1955, and I'll give you 1983. Well, obviously, you've got Humphrey Bogart, classic man of screen, and you're going to 
port that over to the television series. It's the 1950s. Who are you going for? Obviously, you're getting Charles McGraw. Charles McGraw. Charles anybody Charles McGraw no I really thought for the first two times you said it I thought you were saying McGruff the crime dog no no Charles McGraw was born his actual birth name are you ready for this because yeah, I want to change about my name Chuck. To his actual birth name I want to change my name to because he died in 1980 so it shouldn't be an issue he was born Crisp Butters his <laughs> name was Crisp Butters he was known before he did this show, before before he did this show, as uh, having roles in Tonight We Raid Callus. I don't know. They came to blow up America, Two Tickets to London, Destroyer, Corvette K two two five, The Mad Ghoul, The Imposter, The Seventh Cross, Roses Are Red, The Gangster, T Men, Once More My Darling. Any of these ringing a bell? No. The story of Mar Molly X. I think you're good, James. Yeah, Jay. So Roadblock? you know, okay. So who played Rick in the 1983 version? Please, one, be John Candy. one Hutch, David Soul. David Soul <laughs> played Rick. All now, right, for you people who don't know who David Soul is, Starsky and Hutch. I know Hutch. you said Hutch, but I wanted to say, or is I knew him. I never watched Starsky and Hutch. You know the dude from Salem's Lot. That the dude from because I'm a life. jacked up kid. That's literally I've seen that so many more times than I have any episode of Starsky and Hot Starsky and Hutch. I want to get and then we'll we'll move on to another TV, movie TV shows, but I do want to briefly talk about two amazing casting from 1983's Casablanca. So in the original 19 uh, the night the famous movie, Leonard Kinski played Sasha. I'm probably butchering that name. That's okay. In 1983, he was replaced by one up-and-coming, first-time-out-of-the-gate role, Ray Liotta. Yeah. This was, his, this was his first role in the 1983. Now, Sam. Joe, 1983. Sam. Yeah. Who played Sam? One guess. Um, he played it again. <laughs> no. Famous... I was waiting. I was. I was waiting for 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 like a rib shot there. The live audience to make like just one little joke. Oh, Not man. happening. <laughs> oh fuck them, live audience. <laughs> I don't know who. Scatman Crothers. <laughs> oh man. And then he died. Coincidence? That, I I don't know. And also, I don't know who this guy is. But there actually was a guy for two episodes. I'm not joking, guys. His name was Clement Vaughn. Not a joke. Frankenstein. <laughs> Clement Von Frankenstein. Hmm. F-A-R-F-A-R-A-N-C-K-E-N-Stein. Frankenstein. Yeah. All right. So where are we going from here, guys? Uh, well, well I don't, before we go, so Ash versus the Evil Dead. I'm a huge Evil Dead fan. Out of the three of us, I like a lot of the episodes – I actually think it's diminishing returns season by season, and I'm kind of glad it ended. Me too. And I agree with you. However, there's some good scenes like the, his head up a turkey's ass or whatever. And, 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 and there's some great comedy and sight gags and it's bloody as hell. No offense. The scene in season three at the sperm donor clinic. Yeah. Gold. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a, the, and honestly, if it didn't have Bruce Campbell, they come out of everywhere. 
Yeah, came if out that, regularly. If that show did not have Bruce Campbell, it wouldn't work. It's not. It wouldn't work. He now, carried everybody on that show. Yeah, a little bit. The Lucy Laws is a little bit. So that opening, that first one directed by Sam, mm-hmm. is, is is almost just like a sequel. Yeah. It is, but the problem is, is there's diminishing returns season after season. Oh, uh, you know, except for one, except the six million dollar man, he did not carry. No, no, I, you're you are correct, sir. I, I, in fact, he was quite hilarious in every scene that he did. Yes, he was, especially so, in the especially in the ghost part. Yeah, 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 yeah. I enjoyed it. <laughs> But it's diminishing returns. I'm glad, and, it kinda- and I will say, and and you know, we'll move on again. But uh, you know, the other thing about that show, about Evil Dead, is we're never going to get a futuristic version of Ash. <laughs> no. Every time we, every time we get close, it ends. Yeah. So if you'd like to, I can name off some really the ones that just blew my mind that they made a show about. Well, while you do that, before you do that, can I talk about the most shocking one that I didn't know was a, a movie turned into a TV show? As Casablanca. And well, no, this one, this one actually ran for a long time. It's actually considered good. What? I just never knew it was a movie. Mr. Belvedere. I didn't know yes. Mr. Belvedere was a movie. Mr. Mr. Belvedere Bel- goes to college. You didn't know those were movies? No. no. Well, no, the very oh, first. The very Same first, guy? No, no, no. 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 These, these, movies were in, these were movies were in the 40s, I think, James. But the very oh, 40s, first 50s, one. Yeah. The very first one is Sitting Pretty. Mr. Belvedere is a spawn of the movie Sitting Pretty. So is that were they also based on books? Yes. That's what I figured. The, the, now, the first Mr. Belvedere I ever saw, because I actually liked the 80s show, but the first one I ever saw was Mr. Belvedere Goes to College. And that was my obsession. Oddly enough, now I teach at a college. Isn't it weird how that works out? Not really. <laughs> <laughs> I would all Mr. Belvedere. Jeez, and uh, and Never and by, and James, I got to correct you. Uh, sitting pretty, the original Belvedere is actually a woman. So it's Lynn Belvedere, ca- uh, played played by Clifton Webb. Now that leads that's up. That's not a woman. That's so not before, a Webb. Clifton Webb is very much not a woman. Well, um, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I was uh, sorry, guys. I was. Uh, never mind. Sorry. Forget I said that. So well, <laughs> why are you Clifton talking Webb, about, sir? <laughs> that brings up an interesting point I want to bring up. So one of the biggest, and I'm glad we're not doing our favorite three, because I, I honestly God couldn't pick three. No, I couldn't either. There's, there's, yeah. And, so and, I, and, I could have. Yeah. And I could have, I could have picked three out of my ass, but I just can't. But it will, it wouldn't be true. I, yeah. Well, so no, I was, in, in, in two cases it would, but go ahead. Well, there's a couple I like. Yeah. But yeah. there, what I find interesting is there's a couple of these one in particular that is more memorable than the movie it's from mr belvedere i'd actually go ahead and say that's one yeah but mash now i think mash was a hit mash was a big movie mash was nominated for academy awards but i bet if you ask people on the street they remember the tv they show. remember the show more than they remember the movie i agree with you and, and, and you I know what second to that is the odd couple that's true but now i never watched the show i'm a huge neil simon fan i'm a huge walter Matthau, jack lemon fan so it's one of my favorite movies i never watched the show it just wasn't oh, see, played in my house and and see it wasn't played in my house i actually had to find it i actually was watching the odd couple the tv show i watched that before i did the movie i loved the odd and Which the odd you couple, prefer oh the movie 
I did. Really? After I saw okay. after I saw the movie, uh, I'm sorry. I love Jack Klugman in that role. The Walter Matthau. Well, the, perfect. It's one of the. It's almost a. It's almost a perfect comedy. Yeah, and and, and then again, Tony Randall and Jack Klugman are fantastic as those characters, but Jack Lemmon and Walter Matthau. No, and Classic. you know the fact that Walter and the fact that Jack Lemmon's suicidal. I mean, it's great. Yeah. Uh, but um, the, don't the watch one, the Odd Couple too. Yeah, yeah, don't. Uh, it's depressing. Um, now, now but, is uh, it anywhere near as good as the Odd Couple with Matthew Perry and Thomas Lennon? I haven't. I never it. saw that one. I can't make that. myself watch it. You're not. I mean, and by the way, I love Matthew Perry and Thomas Lennon. Lennon, I really do. I think both of them are talented. Neither one of them should have done that show. Like I, yeah. we, we deserve more Mr. Sunshine than we ever did. Uh, but I, I do, I like Matthew. So Perry. that to me, uh, back to my uh, point is fascinating. Let's talk about that for a second. Yeah, and I will say this about the Odd Couple TV show. It is where I love, it's where I first found about the joke about assume. Ask between you and me? Yeah, uh, there's a great courtroom scene where, where Tony oh. Randall's going crazy. And the, the person he's interrogated, because he's the lawyer in the case, um, he's like, well, you know what happens when you assume? He pulls out a big chalkboard. And he goes, you make an ass and circles ass out of you and me. And I woke up everybody in the house laughing so hard. First time I'd ever heard that. He I was 35 and- years old. <laughs> <laughs> it was last week. It was he last week. In, in, re- in reality, I was probably 12 or 13. And I just never heard that joke before. And it, now it's the first time I heard it. Uh, See, it's, I, it's one of those. It's one of those. Behind, but go ahead, Joe. I'm that, sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt that, oh. you again. That's why I never say though I assume. By the way, just FYI, I always say I'm assuming because it only does something to you and Ming the Merciless, and he deserves it. Ed James was not in that writer room for that one. No, I find it fascinating because Mash was on twelve seasons. Sounds right. right. Sounds right. I mean, he was on like three times the length of the actual Korean War. Right. Yeah. Uh, They had had to go back and reinvade Korea to film it. It's and the whole re- thing, it's really different from the movie, too. Well, here's the here's the thing, though. Yes, it is 100% different. I mean, when the that same sh- setup, characters, whatnot. But, yeah. but when the show first came out, mm-hmm. it tried a little bit to eerily kind of have the same tone as Robert Altman's MASH, yeah. but it quickly just dropped it. Like, that pilot episode is very similar to MASH, to te- the MASH I the movie. I have to go back and watch it again. Um there's a lot of similarities, but it quickly digressed into it kind of went towards the sitcom. Yep. And then it started going more towards social commentary. So it's amazing how that show, how that show. Alan Alda took over. Yeah. Yep. Um, uh, but yeah. And, and then, it, you know, it's just, it's amazing. a show that still holds up. It does. I, uh, I still watch mash and so, I, I still get choked up at episodes. It's Yeah. It, it, it still holds up. That was out of all of these. That was really my one for something that went on and became something even, I don't want to say better, but different and equally isn't, if not more important to the least a cultural zeitgeist, not to well, be using throwing big and words bef- around. So before we get into the bad, I, I agree with what you're saying, but there's one other case where the, the TV show far exceeded the movie what is it buffy the vampire slayer yes i absolutely totally agree um, it's right here on my list you're right yeah the so the movie is great it's it good. is it's good uh, sorry I, yeah i said great it's good 
I mean, I, no, I say no, great. Hold way on, too much. hold on. I didn't care for it as a kid, and now no, older, I, I well, I haven't watched it in a long time. It's okay. I haven't either. I haven't either. I loved it as a kid. I love Paul Rubens. Christy Swanson was very nice to me. That's all I got to say. Yeah, <laughs> I, I love Paul Rubens in that movie. Rucker Howard. Paul Rubens steals the movie. He does. Um, but then that TV show came out, and it just blew me away. Um, some of the greatest episodes in television. Mm. Um, and again, it kind of started out as kind of as eerie similar to the movie, just slightly darker. And then it just went another direction because of Josh Whedon. I know Josh Whedon has his problems now, but he did. He, and he hated what they did to his character in that movie. So he was able to get it back and turn it into what he wanted it to. And I it, have never seen one episode. Of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the TV show? Never have. It's Man. always on my, I, it's always eventually on my queue to do, but never He gone. loves Angel though. <laughs> I, 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 that I, I love angel i do i love both of them and there are scenes there are episodes of of buffy the vampire slayer where if you don't cry you don't have a soul and that's that's all doors seriously. don't open there you go uh, Miracle. That's no it. there there seriously is an episode there are an episode or two where if you don't break down crying it's rough it is and and you cannot do that in that movie so I, yeah I, buffy the I vampire slayer know. I do know that the, the entire thing because it switched networks, right? It was originally on. Well, the networks combined. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, but the they CW had ended in the WB. Right? They had mm-hmm. ended with a cliffhanger, right, of her being killed, and then they bring her back, and there's yeah. an entire scene where it talks about, um, you know, she does. She's not necessarily glad she's back, right? She was. No, they, it's 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 told in the it's um in the musical episode is where that happens yeah yeah and i mean and and it becomes this actual point where you're like well that's fair right i mean if you're in a better place and somebody brings you back from the dead screw them right yeah Yeah, she talks about how it was light and wonderful and they pulled me into darkness and how can i be how can i look at them the same again Uh, it's great it's it's yeah it's good but that's not even i don't want to go into it because i'd I'd probably start crying talking about a few more go for it because I, really are, I, I am are. gnawing at the bit to get to the bad. <laughs> well, yeah, but there's several that have went on for many seasons. And yeah. here's another one that I don't know that it clipped. No one talks about the show anymore, but it was a big show for a long time. Mm-hmm. And I don't think people relate. This is a Mr. Belvedere one. Alice. Alice is an offshoot of Scorsese's Alice Doesn't Live Here Anymore. Yeah. Hmm. You know that's the one. I think that may be the one Scorsese film I have. Oh, it's got a it's got a lovely opening that's so cinematic of her walking like it's the Wizard of Oz. It makes no sense for the rest of the movie, but it's so Scorsese and it's it's like Tarantino. Doesn't make any sense, but it just works so well in the movie. I hadn't seen it till about I hadn't seen it till I was my thirties, and I thoroughly enjoyed the movie. But Alice, but I don't know that anybody remembers Alice. They might remember Mel a little bit, like from Mel's Diner, but it's not the same. You know what I'm saying? Yeah um you want a few more that i think are bigger than the movie go for it alien nation yeah Ooh, but man. i don't know that anybody remembers either one of them i do because I, I i and and, and you know this is one of those cases of when i was a kid i loved alien nation the tv show i didn't know it was a movie yeah i did i saw the movie as a kid but i never watched the show i saw the movie years after and i loved that tv show because i believe the tv show was in syndication right it wasn't a yeah it was, uh no i thought it was on fox it might have been be wrong one. I, yeah I, check us out there hollywood land you want another yeah. one yeah go for it dead zone dead zone ran many many seasons on oh, the yeah. USA, yeah i've never seen an episode i haven't either 
but it ran for a long time on USA. I have, right? I have the movie they did to, to launch the series, but I don't know I that it's bigger than the movie. Um, it also stars Nicole DeBolt. Oh, well, okay, I don't know who that is. So, here's another one that's still running. And you say you watch Star Trek, I tell you. <laughs> well, I probably know that if you tell me, I just don't know the name. Fargo. Do you think people remember that Fargo is an offshoot of a movie? Oh, yes. Yes. I don't think there's an argument about that. Yeah, they do. They have to. I'm curious. All right. Heat of the Night. Heat of the Night ran a long time. time. So this is another another prime example of a show I did not know was a movie. Yep. Until I I grew up. All I knew was Carol O'Connor and, um, oh, my God, I'm blanking on his name, who never gets credit. Well, then he anyway. leave, hey, he had to leave the show for a while because he had a little bit of a hold on uh, issue. Stargate ran forever and the then had offshoots of yeah. I, I I have friends who love the Stargate show. I have watched episodes. I'm sorry, but the Kurt Russell James Spader film still exceeds the TV show, in my opinion. I'm one of those. I'm probably one of the few. No, I never watched the show. I love the movie, and then I got a little older and watched it. And go, oh God. <laughs> the only thing holding this damn thing together is James Spader, Kurt Russell. Yeah, exactly. That's why I like Kurt it so Russell much. Is a really good performance in that movie. Really good performance. That movie's awful. It makes no sense. No, it doesn't. They start breaking it down a little bit. And that's but, the same reason. That's the same behind Soldier. But I love Soldier. Soldier. Well, but that is a great Kurt Russell performance. You're absolutely it, uh, correct. Perf- that movie. Yeah. Whew, but that is one of his best performances. Soldier. Mm-hmm. You want another yeah. one? Go for yeah, it. Yeah, you do. Here's one that I think is hilarious. The Pink Panther. I was, that's actually what I was going to say. Whoa. Pink Panther. Oh, wait. We're talking about the animated show, right? Not yeah. It's way bigger. The Pink way Panther. That I, no. and by the way, I love well, Peter Sellers. Way bigger 20 years ago, 30 years ago. No, I think I think the fact that I can still hold up a pink cat to, to a lot of people, and they'll say Pink Panther. You hold up a picture. No, they go, of, oh, insulation. Insula- well, still, they recognize. Hold up a picture of Peter Sellers. And say, yeah, I agree. This? I agree. You're right. And the kids will know the Pink Panther for they'll know who Peter. My is. kids know the Pink Panther. They know the da 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 da. Now, and the first time I showed them the Pink Panther, the original with Peter Sellers, they were like, "Oh, they took that music from that." And I'm like, "No, this is where it started. Pink Panther was originally just introduced as the way to introduce this movie." Yep. That's I know right. James. I, so I know Peter Sellers wasn't around that. That, and I don't. I wonder if Blake Edwards was when that that cartoon got released. I'm like, wait, what are you all doing to my movie? Uh, uh, Peter Sellers should have been around. I think the cartoon was in the late '70s, mid to late yeah, '70s. Yeah. Oh, I thought I thought the cartoon for Pink Panther came out in the early '80s. And I he don't was, think of course, so. he died no, the same. No, no, he died no, the no, same year me and James cool. was born. So you'd have look to where all the talent went. <laughs> Jessica Simpson. <laughs> um. Anyway, Pink, let's see. Pink Panther as a cartoon. Uh, While he's see. looking that up, I'm going to throw something. Go for, go for an or. Here's, here's 1969. Yeah. Holy shit! It's that old. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Because, because you had uh, you had it came out and the Pink Panther show included the Ant and the Yardvark, Tijuana yeah. Toads, which was renamed Texas Toads, Hoot Clute, Mister Jaw, and then of course the Inspector, Roland and Ratfink, the Dog Father was added later on because we had to get the godfather but but yes it ran for several man years. guys i am sorry 1969 I did not realize. it jumped in 1976 it went from a half hour to a 90 minute format which was called the pink panther laugh and laugh and a half hour 
I just never got. Uh, I didn't Panther. realize it was that that many. That it and then in 1978, long. the Pink Panther moved to ABC and was rebranded the All New Pink Panther Show. Ran over a decade. Woo. Never knew, and I just never got into the cartoon. Couldn't do no. it. So here's a movie that sucks that people remember very fondly. That if, if they go back and watch, they're just, it's just member berries. But I didn't realize that it had a show, and I didn't realize that that show ran for four seasons. Weird science. Weird. I yeah. Show. With uh, Vanessa Angel, who's in no recollection of-, of this whatsoever, guys. Yeah, I, I, all I know is it introduced me to Vanessa Angel, and that's you all I know. Remember. It ran for four seasons. Yeah, I knew it. I knew it ran for a while because it was kind of popular on. Is it USA? TBS, yeah, it was TV? on USA. Another USA yeah. movie. Like and I did, and of course, I didn't. I didn't have cable when it was running, so I just knew Vanessa Angel. And the then same King thing would be out. with Swamp Thing and Highlander. I was yeah. saying, yeah, yeah, Swamp Thing. I remember the show. Actually, no offense. I know you all love the movie. Well, no, Highlander was in syndication before it went on to the. Video. Yeah, yeah. Highlander though, and Highlander is again. Want to talk about another show that is like, okay, we're going to know our Highlander two, but we're never going to address the fact it's a sequel technically to the first Highlander, and the first Highlander ends with him having done what? Becoming the only one. The only yeah. one. And, and never and talk about it. Yeah. If you ever watch the pilot, it has um, Connor McLeod is in it, and he talks because Duncan's his cousin, and they talk. And I'm like, can we acknowledge the fact that you killed everybody? <laughs> So I never watched the Highlander show. You were I a did. fan, right? Did you all like it? How many? It ran for a long time. It was okay. I never. It, it was literally uh, again, syndication when, ran when several. I, when seasons. I was a child, I had it three only ran channels. Three? No, there's three spinoffs of Highlander. Yeah, there's Highlander, the Raven, and um, Highlander, the animated series, which is set. It's uh, oh, what was the name of the character? Because it's set in a cyberpunk future, and it's uh, oh crap. Um, the Corton is who he has to fight. It's, it's uh, um, oh, Connor McLeod sends him out. Quentin, Quentin McLeod is the uh, Highlander in Highlander the animated series. It's set kind of post apocalyptic, but it was a joint production between France, Canada, and the U.S. Huh. So, I, I mean, the Highlander series ran for a while, though, right? Yeah, Adrian I, Paul, at a certain point, was probably more popular than that other guy. Yeah. Uh, at I mean, one point not, in time, Chris, yeah, he re, I, honestly, I think he surpassed Christopher Lambert in a lot of ways because of the yeah, TV show. I was just actually trying to but, make James mad, but no, I know. No, no, I, but I, I would say at the time, you're probably right. I mean, I think when they did the movie uh, Endgame where they all crossed over, yeah, the idea was that Adrian Paul would then carry the movie series, and we see that didn't work out. No. But I think during that time, there was at least a brief window where I would say you're right. By the way, there were hundred, there's six seasons and 119 episodes. It's a, it was a long time, you know, and, and Swamp Thing is another one, James and Chad. Mm-hmm. But, but James, you were mentioning, like, love the movie. Chad and I have both acknowledged that we may have a fondness for the movie, but it's not one of Wes Craven's best. No. And that's quite hold up. Yeah, and the other thing is that's a comic book, and you know we could have a whole another episode of comic yeah. books that return from comic books to movies to TV shows and vice versa. So I mean that's a that's a whole finicky part altogether. Especially can if I, we start talking about the animated ones. Yeah. Can I do one more that's better than that? Probably is better than it has any right to be. Sure. That, uh, that came off of a movie. Yep. I, I really didn't think I'd feel this way, but I've got to give credit to Cobra Kai. I've never watched it. I haven't either. Oh, Cobra. God, seriously, it has no right to be good. But I don't like the Karate but, Kid. 
then you'll love it because that it's actually told from the viewpoint of the other That's guy. What people tell me, I always say, but I, I don't even give two shits about the Karate Kid. Well, movie. no, my. And see, I'm the exact is, opposite of Joe. The Karate Kid and Karate Kid Part Two are staples of my childhood, and I just can't make myself watch this because everybody keeps going, "Oh no, it's so good!" It's from the view, and I'll, and I'll eventually I, watch dude, it. And James, I, I'm not trying to, but no, no, yeah, no, no. Just, well, let me let me just put it, let me put it in in perspective. It has no right. Like the first time I watched, it, I was over at somebody else's house, going, "Oh, you've got you like movies? You got to watch this." And I watched it. I'm like, it's actually better. Than it should be. And Silas has gotten into it. My son. And let me give you a scene. Okay, Chad, you've watched the other movies. You know there's yeah. a scene where he gets injured, where Daniel gets injured, and Mr. Miyagi does this, and then yeah. he helps him, right? Let me give you a scene why this move, why this show works better than it should. There's a scene where one of the one of the people that is getting trained gets injured, and of course Daniel does pop up. He's a character. He's just not the one you follow in the beginning. And his his the person he's trying to train is injured. And his arm's out of socket. Like, it is bad out of socket. And he goes, okay, okay, we can do this. And he starts doing this. And you're like, oh, he's going to do the thing. He's going to do the thing. And then he goes, medic, he doesn't know what to do. And it's all the, like, it does, it does do a lot of member berries. Like, my my son has never seen Karate Kid. Has no concept of Karate Kid. I can't get him to watch that. He loves the show, though. But for me, like, there's a scene where Daniel looks over and, and it, you see a car covered and it's obviously Mr. Miyagi's car. It's a throwaway scene that I was like, Oh, it's Mr. Miyagi's car that Daniel has to wax. It's all the, it's stuff like that. That works for me. Doesn't take anything away from him, but it shouldn't be as good as it is. But quite frankly, I mean, and, and of course spoilers, the first season ends with, and it, it's him coming to terms with the fact he wasn't trained the 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 villain from karate kid coming to terms with the fact that that you know he was trained poorly that he was pressured by his sensei and then how does the first season end his sensei returns and and it shouldn't work you're not i, the, I swear care. there's a guy who yeah. doesn't even watch any kind of and he's at work and he brought it up more than once to me he goes you gotta watch it and i go i don't he says, i don't give a shit about the karate kid this show's just good and then he always says the same thing he goes i don't know why it's pretty stupid if i think about it but i enjoy it oh, yeah no, and, it's uh, honestly like i said i want it to be like no this shouldn't work but every time i'm like oh man okay and i think it's because at least in the beginning you're like dude when i was a kid i hated that guy like i hated the villain and then yeah. you're like he's not a villain and, his life sucks and, and he's pro- trying to do better yeah and the problem with me is the whole thing about the karate kid as a kid is it was pat marita it wasn't ralph macchio it wasn't anybody it was pat marita that made that show movie entertaining and and me and joe have strong disagreements about movies from our childhood that he says sucks that i still think hold up i just wasn't a fan of the karate. i don't know if it sucks I watched- now or not i haven't seen well, it. no i just well, and I'm get- well hold on well, hold on. I'm getting, I, and I watched Karate Kid in the early 20s when I was in my early 20s. And man, does it not hold up to the level that I, I held it up to when I was a kid. And I'm just like, I, I'll eventually watch the TV show, but I just can't make myself watch it yet. I haven't gotten into that zone of watching Cobra Kai, but I will eventually. It's, I'm it's, telling you, it shouldn't be good. It shouldn't be watchable. I should be angry when I watch it in my mind. And I'm like, no, it, it tells a story and it's a, it's a somewhat compelling story. All right, um, you guys want to start talking about the shit? 
So yeah, let, let yeah, let's go yeah, to that. I, well, can I do one mid grade one that I yeah. don't know if it's bad because I never got to see it. I vaguely remember it coming out and going, I want to watch that, and then it was gone. So lock, stock, and two smoking barrels. <laughs> I didn't know it existed because I didn't know it existed. I remember it because it was originally done in the UK, but I, yeah. if I remember correctly, it briefly aired. It got picked up by the USA Network or something that no aired in the US. But I, I want to see it now because of the cast it has that went on to do pretty cool stuff. And if I'm not mistaken, the TV show is just called Lockstock. Lockstock the series, yes. For Channel mm-hmm. 4. And and so the cast was... Um, or the, the 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 it was a seven part television crime drama, and the reason it was called it has nothing really to do with the show. Even it was the the uh, every episode was lock stock and something was the episode title. The first episode was lock stock and four stolen hooves. <laughs> they run a bar, a pub called the Lock, and it's about four friends that get into stupid adventures. That being said. Um, it's it's Ralph Brown played Miami Vice. <laughs> I mean, uh, but um, Martin Freeman is a Dutch drug dealer, taker, and idiot. That's how he's introduced. You've got, uh, and I'm sure I'm mispronouncing this, but Jamie Lannister, uh, Nicolaj Casser Wildow is in it. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's got a great cast, and it was. It, um guy Ritchie co-wrote the first episode i mean it's got a lot of stuff that should be going for it but i never got to see it so i can't comment on it but now i kind of wish i could but obviously it wasn't a massive hit because we only got even by british standards we didn't even get a a second uh season eventually so so yeah but yeah and i I really want to go off on uh, when we talk about the bad ones. I really want to take a minute to talk about Ferris Bueller's Day Off, the series. Well, I have. Let's, that's do it. One, let's, let's go just ahead. go ahead and start with that one. Do you, do you know the plot of the TV show? No. Okay, so I here's the TV show. It. Oh, it guys, you're gonna be, you're gonna love this. I remember this. watching it. I preferred, and literally, I'll say this right now. Here's what I remember of it. I watched it when it was on. And literally, me and my brother, who never agree on anything, we looked at each other and said, this would have to stand on a chair to kiss Parker Lewis can't <laughs> lose his butt. Yeah. Yeah. So in this world, Ferris Bueller's Day Off is an actual movie. Yeah. The characters in the TV show are who the characters in the movie are based off <laughs> Why is it so meta? I don't know. <laughs> but it had no right to do this. Uncle Buck didn't do that. <laughs> and it starred Jennifer Aniston as uh, in Jennifer Gray's character uh, part. Uh, what's his name? Oh, my God. I'm blanking. He was one of my favorite actors until he turned out to be a perv. Who? Jeffrey. Oh, Jeffrey Combs. He's been oh, Jeffrey Combs. Je- shit. I was say, Jeffrey, do not besmirch the name Jeffrey of Jones? Jeffrey Jones. Jeffrey Jones. Jeffrey Jones. Yeah, he's been replaced by Richard Ryle. Ryle. I'm going to pronounce that. I'm butchering that name. And then Charles Schlatter replaces Matthew Broderick as Ferris Bueller. And then I, Amy Dolans, who is Mickey Dolan's daughter, uh, uh, becomes his becomes Sloan. Yeah. 
and it, I just remember it being terrible. Real quick, because I know somebody's going to get mad at us if we don't mention this. Do we need to go back and acknowledge, because I don't know how it's going to end, but it's been pretty successful, movie-to-TV series, Westworld. Yeah, that's another one. There's so many, though, because the one, the other one that's huge that no one remembers is based on a show. And I, I honest to God, it's in bold print here. And why I missed it before we rolled on to this, and I was like, going to see if I could work it in another, uh, another spot. But this segue will work just fine is the is the moon uh moon runners and no one remembers that that became the dukes of, dukes of hazard. hazard right yep and it's based on a tv it's the same plot they got bought it and did the dukes of hazard but no one remembers that that e- that that was a sh- movie is that movie even good because i've never seen it i've never seen it either okay but i've I been trying to find go back it. and it's watch the pilot or was if you go back and watch the pilot it's more probably in line with that than it is what dukes became yeah, and that's one show that I just can't watch today either. It's one of the. They, well, actually, I don't shows. think you can find it. Well, yeah, and I just never cared. I I, I tried play the movie, it. but they won't play the show. Yeah, which is because they ad- they address the racial. Yeah, and they address the racial stuff in the movie, so yeah. I think that was. But um, yeah, I just well, I watched it when I was in college. I'm just like, why did I like this as a kid? But I guess it was because ooh, car jump. Well, boom. yeah, I mean, I liked it as a kid too. I had the trash can in my room. I mean, if you're of a certain age, it's like the lunchbox. Or anything, lunchbox, you know, you were for a certain age, that was the yeah. show. I'm sure the kids in my, my, like for our children, I don't know, for my ch- child, PJ Mask, and you probably will look back on that later and not so much. Did, um, did you did you all know The Exorcist became a TV show? Yeah, for yeah. two seasons. It's not bad, but I've never got to watch all of it, actually. I have never, I did not, A, I didn't know it existed. It's on Fox. Yeah, and I didn't know that it, I just never knew it was a TV show and I didn't know that it was actually you all. I, I'm shocked that you all even think it was good. Cause I didn't know anything about it. I, did, I thought it was going to be terrible when I, when I, but I'm glad. So you all actually like some of it or you well, I've it? only ever watched some. I've, it's one of those, it put it up there with Buffy of I'm going to go back and watch It's only on for two seasons. I think Jenna Davis was in some of it oh, really? and it was highly rated. It, uh, but it just never caught on. It was on Fox on Fridays. Huh? And oh, geez, I did not know that. That's interesting. Yeah, it was. It, it it's it's crit. In fact, if you look up reviews, Chad, I think it's it's fairly well reviewed. It just never caught on. I don't know how it made two seasons. But that's okay. I love Hannibal. Yeah. Hannibal. There's another one. And how that movie made and how that made it on three seasons on 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 NBC well, is beyond me. But I loved Hannibal. Hannibal about- was one of those things that was just too beautiful to exist. How about uh, speaking of that, man? Maybe this is a trend. Maybe these prequels that t- TV series prequels, because um, we got Bates Motel as well, and I've never That's watched enough. enough of it to comment on. Yep, Clone yeah. Wars. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, Star Wars would be a whole other discussion. Star Wars is a whole other thing into itself. So, did you all know Serpico became a TV show? Yep, with David Burney. As Officer Frank Serpico and Tom Atkins as Lieutenant Tom Sullivan. So, you want to get to some of the bad ones or ones? I, well, in, I thought Serpico was a bad one. Well, in defense of why did Baghdad Cafe, an obscure movie, get a TV series with Whoopi Goldberg that lasted one season? Oh man, I have no idea. Other than I was, right, I didn't to- know that one. You've got me. I, that's one I didn't know. I didn't either. <laughs> And I, don't, I think I've seen the movie in the early 90s. 
you know, when oh, was, and it had Gene Stapleton and James Gammon of all people in it too. Right. And it ran a season, but no, none of you remember. No one remembers the movie. No. Here's another one that ran for a little while. I didn't know nine to five had a series. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, I yeah. remember the series. I remember again. that. It re-aired re- on uh okay, so USA as a network during oh, the day all Easter. night. Sorry, used to rerun, used to run old TV series, just whatever they could get. Like it'd be facts of life. And then in the middle of the day, see James, would, you take the good, you take the bad. Girls, 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 anyway, girls, girls, um, girls. As you uh they would also wedge in their shows that didn't last too long. So bosom buddies, and they'd run all of those, and then they would drop and nine to five is one they dropped in for a while. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it, and it had a good cast. It had Sally Struthers, Rita Moreno, Valerie Curtin, Edward Winter, Peter Peter Boners. I know that's a funny, but he actually is a talented guy and director. So, <laughs> if you can get some Peter Boners, you're going to be talented for. And a I think I'm pretty. I think it's Bonners. I think I'm 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 butchering his name. Peter yeah. John Bonner. He re- eventually became a senator. Um, he dra- he, dra- no, he, uh, he directed Joe's no. favorite Police Academy. Police you're Academy. Right. Six. He, was a, he was a congressman. He wasn't a senator. Yeah, that's right. Uh, anyway. Um, um, yeah. Uh, th- did you all know? Uh, well, I'm sure we all knew, but I got to talk about it real quick. So Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventures was yes. not only a live TV show. It was an animated series. Yes. James, without looking. Show. You didn't know it was a TV show? No. I knew. Oh, I remember the series. commercial. Can I? Can I? Because I was waiting on you all to bring up Beetlejuice. Yeah, keep going. But no, before, I'm going to. Uh, we're going to. Let's let's save the cartoons because I got a cartoon section that we should talk about after after that. Okay. But but here's why I remember about the Bill and Ted Excellent Ad- Adventures live action show with the because it caused a fight between me and my brother because the commercial for it actually Please, came please. out and Joe said, don't look it up yet because I got a quiz for you said before okay. Wayne and Garth James is talking <laughs> uh, before Wayne and Garth before and named off all these other you know two idiot pairs there was Bill and Ted. And that was the commercial they did to launch this thing. And it aired on Fox. At least that's where I watched it. Uh, and I have somewhere, probably my parents' house buried somewhere, a VHS of the first episode recorded off Fox. So there you I go. I would love to see it. I need to YouTube it. Joe, Joe. Yeah. So George Carlin was in the first one playing Rufus. Oh, in the, in the, in the live action? In the movie. Yeah. Who got the, who did they replace George Carlin as Rufus in the TV show. Please let um, me, Alec Baldwin. Curse you, Mr. Conductor. No, hold on. No, I'm thinking. Well, it's the only, it's the only. On that one too. It's the perfect casting ever. The perfect casting ever. Don Rickles. Nope. I have no idea. Rick Overton. <laughs> I don't even know who that is. You don't know. Oh, look up Rick Overton. You would know who he is if you go, oh, that guy. He wrote some Simpsons episodes, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but Rick Overton, yeah, he's a famous comedian. He's he, well, he's a somewhat recognizable comedian and actor. You would look up Rick Overton and go, "Oh, it's that guy." He was in a Groundhog's Day. He was the other drunk guy with Bill Murray, who wasn't, um, you know, the guy from uh, the Burbs. I kind of know him, but no, you know, one of those flapjacks. <laughs> I guess. So yeah, Rick Overton replaced George Carlin as yeah, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventures. He's also an eight-legged freaks. Yes. And Lois and Clark, one of Chad's favorites. Yeah. Oh, God. The only re- I realize now as an adult, 
even oh, I knew it as a kid. The only reason I liked that show was Terry Hatcher. Well, and it was it was a superhero show that was on no, television. That you James, I love you, and I will agree with you on anything. I watched Lois and Clark because Terry Hatcher was in it. <laughs> Had nothing to do watched, with the soups. Nope. Did you, watch, did you watch Desperate Housewives too? This is a safe space, but you can tell us. No, no, actually, I never watched that. I couldn't get no, I no, no, no. I've never uh, seen any of it. Never no, one episode. So, so it seems like your Terry Hatcher interest died off. I wonder why. No, it never uh, died off. Bond kill I just, it. I, nope, I just cannot Bond watch. No, I still hold Terry Hatcher in high high regards to this day. Okay. So let's talk about another one that got actually it lasted thirteen episodes. Delta House. I yeah, want to talk about list. Delta House. It's right here. Delta House is, by the way, there were two other loose spinoffs of Animal House. Mm-hmm. They were very loose spinoffs. The other two, which were even worse failures, were Brothers and Sisters. Uh-huh. Uh, because it was about fraternity brothers and sisters and so on. Uh and Coed Fever. They all came out in 1979. I wish my, I could write Coed Fever right now. If if I remember correctly. But do you know anything about Delta House? Because I want to go back and watch these now. I don't, but I am surprised at who they got and who they replaced. <laughs> Okay, so, and this is an interesting point. I want to bring this up because it was written by John Hughes, the TV series, Elias Davis, David Pollock, Michael Tolkien, and and Stephen Tolkien. And by the way, Michael Tolkien, uh, you all I know are big fans of because he did the screenplay for Gleaming the Cube. (laughs) Oh. And The Player. And Dawn of the Dead. Dawn of the Dead, he's an uncredited co-author for. Yeah. Uh, the 2004 one. So anyway, um, the opening theme was called Delta House, and it was performed by Michael Simmons. But to your point, Thank Chad, you, James. <laughs> yeah, I don't know who Michael Simmons is. Well, it was written, the, the theme song was written by somebody you, you probably do know who died very, very recently. James Richard Steinman also known as Jim Steinman, Jim Steinman. Wrote, wrote the theme song. I didn't know he died. Oh, yeah, he died, actually. Um, yeah, do you know who that is? April 19th. Sorry. Jim I, Steinman wrote Bad Out of Hell. He oh, okay. All those meatloaf songs, Bad Out of Hell too, and all that. That's the reason he's famous. Gotcha. I wasn't trying to be a dick. I just saw it, and I was like, I don't know that he knows who Jim Steinman is. No, I don't. I that don't. would be more up my alley. So yeah, Jim no. Steinman wrote the theme song for Delta House. And it was like the next that. time you have to explain to me why there's, I mean, Janos or what's his Thanos is knuckle deep with some rings and something. I don't, it's, yeah. It was executive produced by Ivan Reitman and Maddie uh, Simmons. Maddie Simmons is from, <clears throat> and, uh, from the actual, uh, almost a national inquirer, <laughs> national lampoon. <laughs> so can I throw uh, another one? Well, hold on. Let's talk what? about. I want to. I want to talk about Delta House one more All for right. one more second. So, because James didn't mention that. I don't know why he went into that. He didn't mention. No, the no, cast. no. I've, I want to talk more about it. So go ahead. You do what so, you want to do. Because I want to. So they they got the highlights of Animal House. All the characters. You know, they got John Vernon to come back as Dean Vernon and Stephen First to come back as Flounder, and Bruce McGill to come back as D Day, and Jim Widows as Robert Hoover, and that's it. Actually. <laughs> Well, you're you're somewhat wrong. What? Priscilla Loris came back. 
Dean oh, Wormer's secretary, Dean Wormer's secretary, and she actually got a name instead of just secretary. Her name was revealed to be Miss Leonard. Now I'm assuming we get the brother of Bluto of Bluto of Blutarski. It's Blotto. It's Blotto, and it is replaced. He has been cast. Josh Mostel has replaced Zero Son. Zero Son. But he, you also, man, Joe, if you looked him up, you would know who he is. Yeah, the, the only role that I could come up with is he was in um, Billy Madison as the principal who who was a former wrestler. <laughs> I don't remember. And he, he hugged kids way too long. Uh, Michelle Pfeiffer was in the, the, the animal. Yeah, she was in every episode but the pilot. She's not in the pilot. She's in every other episode. Yeah, and but yeah, it's just kind of funny. They, they brought four minor characters from the movie and put it in a tv show and then recap and then added a whole bunch of new extras it didn't last long 13 episodes right but 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 it does have some one-liners that would have fit in somewhat in animal house there is an episode where blotto receives a letter from his brother bluto the backstory how they explain bluto not being there is he got drafted and that's going to set him up eventually to become a senator that it fills in that backstory about how did he go from a drunk to being respectable enough to get elected he's drafted and becomes a good soldier that being said he gets the letter and they just show him reading and they say who's who's that from he goes it's from my brother bluto and uh one of the other brothers says i didn't know bluto could write and the other one says i didn't know blotto could read so it's got some of those throwaway lines that animal house did have can we talk about josh Bostel? yeah i would have known him for city slickers he's one of the guys that owns the ice cream okay that's where i would have known him but oddly enough if you google image him several of his pictures are not him they're white knight <laughs> oh my god that is awesome <laughs> so google image it and if you don't know who wayne knight is just Google that too. Yeah, Newman. Real, real it, quick, Joe, you you as huh? somebody that likes meatloaf, you might find this interesting. So the theme I'm a song, fan of the music and the delicious <laughs> entree. Well, here's here's how you would know if you heard the Delta House theme. Here's what you might know. So the theme song was written by Simon, as I said, to lyrics written by Lampoon. However, Steinman maintained the rights to the melody and reused it for the song Dead Ringer for Love, made famous by Meatloaf and Cher from the album Dead Ringer. And he reused some of the lyrics into the song Tonight is What It Means to Be Young, which was used in the movie Streets of Fire. Oddly enough... <laughs> I won a trivia contest with Streets of Fire two years ago in our office. How did Steinman end up getting involved? We're not sure, but at one point... <laughs> At one point, directed before, by Hill. before they cast Zero Mostel's son as Blotto, they considered casting Meatloaf to replace John Belushi as Bluto. There you go. Small world. There you go. Have right. fun with it. Joe, Jane, what all the what other ones do you want to talk about? Because I have a I have a few more about you know I feel like well, there's a few I want to roll off that I didn't even know existed, and some of these only ran a few episodes. Like Blue Thunder, yeah. only ran a few episodes, and one of the critiques of it was that they kept using stock footage from the movie. Movie, <laughs> yeah, I remember. Another that. one is Down and Out in Beverly Hills. I had no idea that they actually did a short-lived series from that. 
Who was in that? I don't know. I, I didn't know. There's so many shit here, Chad, that I was sitting there going, I can't name all the names of all these people. Here's another one. There is a Goldie Hawn Chevy Chase film that a lot of people remember <laughs> fondly. Time out. Yeah. Just, <laughs> what? Down and out in Beverly Hills, the TV show. Let's just Jeffrey, uh, Tim Thomerson. <laughs> and Hector Elizondo. <laughs> Oh, Hector, 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 Hector. Freebie and the G, Freebie and the Bean wasn't enough for you, sir. In Casablanca, he had to go. Man, he is a working stiff. Let me tell you. Oh, he apparently played the Richard Dreyfus character, and Tim Thomerson was Nick Nolte. That's what I assume. Tim yeah, okay. I've been a trivia. Do you know who what Tim Thomerson, one of his favorite, uh, him and David Letterman are good friends. A lot of there's somebody else who's really good friends with Tim Thomerson, and I'm blanking, but yeah, Tim Thomerson, dude, they're all at the comedy store at the same yeah. time. Yeah, and Jerry Seinfeld, anyway. So, does anybody remember the 70s classic foul play with uh Chevy Chase and Goldie Hawn? Yeah, now if you're going to make a series. I would have done it out of Seems Like Old Times, my favorite Chevy Chase and Goldie Hawn film, but no, 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 which also had the late, great Charles Grote. Who's in foul play, Chad? Silence. Chevy Chase is replaced with Barry Bostwick. Oh, there you go. And uh, Barry. Yeah, and Deborah Raffin replaced Goldie Hawn. No idea. <laughs> go ahead joe Corey feldman was in an episode <laughs> uncle buck they did it twice i knew about the first one but i didn't know about the second one kevin meany uh, played him in the first one I oh man yeah and there's a whole thing about kevin meaning being cast as the, as as him and how bad he it was but did you all know that there was a second one no. Uh, a few years ago, right? It's I mean, a few what, years a few ago years. with uh, the African American actor. I can't think of his name. All right, we got silence. That's yeah, okay. No, no. I, can I can I mention one that I honestly? No, I'm done. I'm done. That was. I, I just good, found out. Got, I just found out this existed, and I want you all to tell me why I didn't know about. Oh, Mike Epps, Joe. Mike Epps. I couldn't remember his name. This this is a show that originally got ordered for 13 episodes. And then they said, no, 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 cut those last three. We ain't doing this. And I don't know. I, I don't even remember it. I don't remember seeing it at all. So Minority Report, the film came out in yeah. 2002. And then in 2015, they tried to do a TV series. Now, that had Carl Urban in it, right? Uh, so the cast listed is stark sands well, maybe megan I'll... good nick zano daniel london laura regan lee jun lee and uh wilmer valderrama uh, who i know from that 70s show yeah now why was i what science fiction show was carl urban on that was on main main that was on one of the main networks does anybody remember that a few years ago it only lasted a season or two doesn't matter Steven Spielberg executive produced this and it was written the most of the, well, not most, there was only 10 episodes Four of the episodes were written or co-written by Max Borenstein. Borenstein. I don't know how to pronounce yeah. it. Alex. Is um, uh, he, he uh, wrote uh, the 2014 Godzilla. 
Um, and Kong Skull Island, and he contributed to the story of Godzilla King of Monsters and Godzilla versus Kong. Yeah. But obviously did not do so well with his here's um, one I wanna the last thing I want to mention other well about a boy. I didn't know there was a series for that too. I love that movie. Yeah. But Robocop. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. many, so many, like the prime director Canadian different one. series. Yeah. And I never watched any of them. I tried watching the TV show. How was it? It, it was terrible. I couldn't get into it. And this is teenage me who longed for any kind of content because again, I had three channels. I didn't have cable. I couldn't watch it. Yeah. It was an abomination to put it in slightly worse than Robocop three. Worse than Robocop three. Yeah. No, that's my idea for our next episode. I'll just bring it up here because I wanted to talk about it. I want to talk about the, the sequels that people shit on that they really shouldn't. Yeah. Robocop two. Yep. Uh, Gremlins two. It's better than what people remember. Did you all know Fast Times at Ridgemont High had a brief series yes. in 1986 that lasted seven episodes? It Never brought seen it, but you, yeah. you know what else lasted seven episodes that actually Star Trek should do? No, that made a little bit more than seven. We had a series that was based on the man that won't, you know, leave you hanging high and dry, and it starred most of the same cast. Shaft. Yeah. Shaft. They did a series of seven episodes that starred Richard Roundtree as Shaft. Yeah. And because it aired on TV, they felt the narrative had to be toned down. Now, instead of opposing the police, Shaft actually worked with them, creating conflicts with Hawkins, another police series with a starkly different viewership. But there you go. I actually remember my introduction to Shaft was this TV series. My dad watched it. It had to re, I mean, obviously it's re airing. I wasn't born in 1973, but it so, only ran seven episodes. Actually, you're 76 years but, old and you're a time traveler. But back to Fast Times, I want to talk about this real quick because not only, so they brought Ray Walston signed on to reprise his character, Mr. Hand. Mr. Hand. Je- Joe. Yeah. Jeff Spicoli. Yeah. Who replaced Sean Penn? I've now, I want you – I'm going to give you – think of every cliche 80s teen movie, Rebel. He Matt played Dillon. several. Dean Cameron. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's turned me down to do Bonehead. Well, by turn me down, he won't return my advances. And Damone, Patrick Dempsey. Hmm. They would Lasted. both go on to have a little bit of a career. Especially and Courtney and Courtney Thorne Smith would go would get cast as Stacy Hamilton. Um, Thorne Smith. <laughs> yeah, we both did it. Um, so let's. Uh, I'm gonna save my last one. Uh, I want to go into cartoons. Well, I, can please. I mention one more live action one? No, you yeah, go for it. Uh, I'll, I'll, because it's important to me. And screw you, people. Um, it is. It is better than it should be. It was actually originally made to be educational, at least somewhat, but also entertaining. The Young and Ann Jones Chronicles. Yeah, that's. Yeah. I mean, the, the quality of production on those for a TV series is phenomenally high. I've never watched them. Um, it's, I mean, obviously they would look dated now because they were the best TV series that you could make at the time, which was quite some time ago. They're on Paramount Plus, right? 
<clears throat> so I started watching like five minutes with the narration of the first episode the other day, and I yeah. just couldn't. I don't know. I just turned it off. Well, and they've edited it because originally Harrison Ford cameoed in the first one, and they've taken that part out because they don't want to blah blah blah. But oh, I, really? Yeah, yeah. They don't want to get sued. No, they cut it out because they want the character to still be open ended. Because the way the and I remember this vividly. The way the first one started was two kids are about ready to they're in a museum and either they're making fun of something or they're getting ready to steal something that i don't remember but this old man with one eye and an eye patch is literally comes limping up behind them and says if you touch it you'll never know what i went through to get it here for you to see it it's harrison ford in old age makeup playing a half-blinded indiana jones and he's scarred up and everything and i they cut that because obviously well, they want to keep making those movies and Harrison Ford in his old age makeup. And the first episode started in the early 80s. So the idea was that he's still alive. He's still all that. And they cut that because they don't want to mess with the timeline. But hmm. there you go. So online. on the cartoon side, and there are plenty of cartoons. We're not going to cover all of them because there's just so many cartoons that were based on movies. The Mask, Ace, Ace Ventura, Dumb and Dumber, all of Jim Carrey's properties have been turned into cartoons. But what I wanted to talk about briefly was the movies that how the hell could you turn that into a cartoon? Joe mentioned RoboCop. <laughs> yeah, there is a yeah. giant robot cop man. Prime cartoon material. But the movie itself has no cartoonish content. It's gore. It's violent. You can't turn it. But they tried. They failed miserably. The second one, Beetlejuice. We've talked about it before, but yeah, Beetlejuice, is, if we made a top three list of best adaptions, this would be my number one. I still love the Beetlejuice cartoon. It still holds up. However, they took a movie about a go a dead man trying to molest a teenage girl and made them buddies and put them into a cartoon. <laughs> Yeah, I think people forget about that. By the way, I found a bit of trivia today when I was going down a deep dive rabbit, dark rabbit hole, dark hole. I was going yeah. down your dark hole this today, Chad. And I didn't know this, and I feel like there's why didn't I know this? Do you know who one of the directors was going to be before Tim Burton? No. And he got fired three months in on pre-production. No. That's Craven. Ugh. That's the reason he ended up doing he that's he says Deadly Friend, which came out in 86, sucks so bad. And he and I listened to the interviews. It's true. There was multiple reasons. Like he found out his marriage was a shambles or a sham, which I don't have no idea what all that meant, but he did fall apart. That they took this part of the movie from him and he got fired from Beetlejuice. I am shocked. I thought that was like, and I, I haven't looked at the special, and this is one of those ones where we talk about common uh, special edition stuff. I haven't looked at my special edition Blu-ray. Well, I don't look, think I there's ever been, even the one you've got, I don't think is loaded with special features. Maybe. But yeah, I thought that was Tim, Bur Tim Burton's like baby. Scrooge. We've never really got a truly good loaded Scrooge. No, and we sadly won't now. Yeah, probably not. But yeah, uh, no. Um, so how long was that laying around the development? Yeah, I don't know, but that's crazy. Because I thought that was Tim Burton's it baby. Came out, it came out in 88. Wow. So, but back on the cartoons, 
this is by far the the, the shocker of everything. Yeah, it, be, it beats it beats out it beats out RoboCop. It beats out Beetlejuice. They produced a sixty-five episode run on Rambo. Rambo and the Freedom Fighters, right? I think that yeah, I think that was the the the, the key yeah the thing off of it yeah sixty-five episodes off a a PTSD war vet who goes ballistic on a small I'm town. So- Sorry, sorry, let me correct myself. It was Rambo and the Forces of Freedom. Sorry. Yeah. I, but they okay. made, they made, I mean, they made all kinds of those, right? Did they, they did. Police Academy, the series, which I own and I love. Problem the Child. Series is good than that. Please, you wouldn't like it, Joe. I find it hilarious. <laughs> Problem Child was an animated series. Yes. Problem Child uh, makes more sense to me than Rambo. There was a live action Planet of, of the Apes series. Uh, there was a live action, but people forget there was also a Return to the Planet of the Apes animated series that is set before, even though it's called Return, it's set before the humans arrive. And there was even a uh, James Bond uh, cartoon as it, where James he is a Bond kid. Jr. It's actually yeah. supposed to be his nephew. Oh, okay. Sorry. It's, it's actually a sequel. It's you set after the last. did there, Chad. You walked into a whole pile of shit. Yep. We got Look Mummy the animated covered in all that James Bond shit. We're, we've got Mummy the animated series that takes place after the Mummy returns, but before Mummy Tomb of the Emperor Dragon. And James still hasn't listed my favorite, one of my other favorites. I have no idea. Men in Black the series. Nope. Even uh, though that's excellent, that is excellent. Does it start with a T and it's being remade? No. Okay. Uh, you know we. I have no idea what you're talking about. Toxic Avenger. No. Oh, oh man, yeah. still. That, that's the that was the toxic crusaders but that is on my list but again the toxic crusader foul foul movie turned into a cartoon show for kids <laughs> how about how about friday the animated series <laughs> was that animated i saw friday and i didn't bother to look it up yeah it's animated i'd like to nope, still have the crypt keeper we've talked about that one before yeah that one's that one's really good movie. how about clark's the animated series so that was on the list, <laughs> and I dropped it because I didn't really enjoy it. I didn't enjoy it either. That pilot's hard to get through. I don't give a yeah. shit who you are, how big of a fan you are. Uh, yeah, and I'm a huge Kevin Smith fan. I just watched Zack and Mira make a porno, and it's still amazing. That cartoon show is unwatchable. It's pretty bad. I haven't watched it in a long time. Yeah. I've got it. It's right over here if you want to borrow it, James. Nope. And James still hasn't mentioned it. Go James- ahead, James. You're still got shit all over you from you. Can't believe you didn't know that was James Bond. Oh, oh, I know what you're Indignant. talking about. Indignant. What? What? Watch me. Watch me make everybody. James angry. is filled with. Men I know. I know the show you're talking about. It's based on your all-time favorite film, the film that you tell me all the time, though you won't tell Joe. The film you think is better than Ghostbusters. I'm of course talking about the continuation of the film Evolution called alienators evolution continues the anime i did not know that would exist that how about attack of the killer tomatoes chad there it is and it, there I, you I, go there yeah. it is that is one of my favorite cartoons from a kid i can't they have not re- they have not released it on dvd i find i have to watch it on youtube will will wilbur get rid of that dumb parachute the question still lingers if and john aston is still in it I mean, oh, it's yeah. great. Yeah. The cartoon is amazing, and it 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 far surpasses the the horrible movies that I've watched both of. Uh, uh, so yeah. Know, by the way, and there's there's also other things like I mean, there was a Smokey and the Bandit TV series. No, 
that was the action pack. Yeah, yeah. Then there was four movies. Yeah. The first one was directed by Hal Needham. Yeah. And it Brian Bloom. Yeah, Brian Bloom replaced Burt Reynolds. That leads me into my this leads me into something because I was actually gonna that's what I was gonna wrap on for mate my portion. We've been an hour. Is Smokey and the Bandit made four different made TV movies in 1994 alone. Um, uh, hold on real quick uh, as I click on this. Um, there was Bandit Goes Country. And oh, sorry, it says Bandit colon Bandit Goes Country. The follow up Bandit colon Bandit Bandit. I don't know. Beauty and the Bandit and Bandit Silver Angel. I didn't know how Needham only directed one. Actually, he might have directed all of them. them, Joe, I just saw the first one. No, he directed. He directed the second one. He directed the third one. And let's just say for shoot shits and giggles, he directed the fourth one. Yeah, he also wrote all of them. I watched it, and I remember when it came out because it's part of the action pack, and that's where we got Hercules. It's the same mm-hmm. damn thing. It was it was all in syndication. Do you guys not? I remember that this. wasn't wasn't Tech War was one of those. Tech War well. was another one too, and then it ended one. up becoming a series, a short over at, Yeah, over at USA mm-hmm. and yeah. Chad White Bascom. Now, did you all know? Coming soon. We are getting another Smokey and the Bandit TV show. No. Why? Listen, listen to this, though. I, there's not a I don't lot. know, but can I write an episode and called Smoke Them If You Got Them? <laughs> I think I can do it. I got an idea. Call me, Hollywood. I do. So, I have an idea. I, can do I don't have a casting as to who's playing the snowman or who's playing the bandit or who's playing, you know, uh, Jackie Gleason's character. David Gordon Green. And frequent collaborator Brian Sides are reteaming to co-write a new take. Um, fellow cohorts Danny McBride, Jody Hill, and Brandon James of Roughhouse Pictures will also executive produce alongside Seth MacFarlane, Erica Tuggins, and their Fuzzy Door banner. Green will direct the potential pilot. That has some that has some clout to it. It has some clout, but I don't. I but yeah, I spoke in the band so much of its time. The first movie, I mean. Can can I can I bring up one that I struggle? I'm with? sorry, guys. If if if, uh, but real quick, James. I don't mean to keep stepping on you, no, but Ow. if if Ow. Danny McBride takes over the bandit, I will be happy. Why? Yeah, I'd rather see him as a sheriff. Oh yeah, I would too. I don't know him trying to to try to play some kind of version of burt reynolds but be so bad at it funny thing about i don't i didn't think eastbound and down or whatever it is east what is it eastbound and down yeah is that this show i didn't find that funny but i thought vice principles was hilarious i still haven't watched vice principles i need to get into Actually, it. i wish they would have made that and i know they did only as a tourism commercial i wish they would have done the movie where he was the son of paul hogan or of crocodile i would have watched oh god that i would have loved that yeah that would have been great i would have watched that um <clears throat> Can I bring up one that I, I can struggled I, can with? I, can I finish? Can I, can can I, I finish? Can, I, I can we finish? You can talk all you want because I'm done. <laughs> um, I'm done too. So Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was a comic book that got made into a cartoon. Yeah. But then it became a movie. And and this is the one version of Ninja Turtles. My son was really big into Ninja Turtles. For oh, my God. If, I hope you're not going to bring up what I think you're going to bring up. So, Go ahead. At the end of the live action films, yes, they did two live action films or a live action film, two sequels. 
after Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3, Turtles in Time, they did a series that continued that show. Oh, yeah, Pete's doing it. Ninja Turtles, The Next Mutation. Now, my son loved every Ninja Turtle I showed him till we got to this, and I didn't remember it. It but is it terrible. And it introduces the first female turtle. Mona and that's Lisa. not why it's terrible. Well, the reason it's terrible is it's trying to be Power Rangers. Yep. Like that's what it became. It was, oh, Power Rangers is big. What do we have? Oh, we have Ninja Turtles. They just finished the film. Like the costumes aren't good. It's very much, how can we make this like Power? And my son literally was like, mm, this isn't good. <laughs> like, I mean, he loved the cartoon. We own all of them on DVD because we bought them all as we went because he loved them so much. We own all the movies. And then that was on Netflix at the time. And he literally, I think we watched like four or five episodes. And because he kept going, well, maybe, maybe it's better. No, it was not better as it turns out. Um, uh, There's one last big one that I'm surprised neither one of you talked about with animation. What? Ghostbusters. Oh, shit. I, I actually I wasn't touching it because I figured you all would because we get we there's there's Ghostbusters. How much had to talk about it? I am Ghostbusters sh- and Extreme Ghostbusters. Now Guys, my kid kind of likes Extreme Ghostbusters. I couldn't get into it, and I I've watched it. It's not great, but it is pretty dark. dark. Yeah, no, it's dark. But no, I can't believe guys. I, I didn't put it. it. I can't believe when I was putting together my list that didn't get put on there. I don't know why. <laughs> that that's that's pretty good it's amazing in a lot of ways it surpasses the movie but i mean no don't get me wrong the movie's great um in some elements it does there's certain story points i like like the one where they go to hollywood Mm -hmm. and that plays out really well but by the way miss habersham miss habersham's attic i think is the name of the episode that's a perfect episode and you see they go to the house yeah and you know peter peter connects to the old woman and it's a great episode. I and then to, there's no, I haven't seen that one. I need to go back. Yeah. Um, but it's it's great. No, I, there there are his birthday party over and over. And I could sit here and list off as as you all know I can. I can list lace just list ghost the real Ghostbusters animated episodes that are amazing. I won't do that, but you're right. Uh, it is a great spin-off. It's one yep. of those characters, and I'm I'm still kicking myself in the ass that I didn't have it on my list. Well, well I- in the smart I, way of it's the characters but it isn't yes i was gonna say and there's a couple things that do that and maybe that's how i can close out because i know some people love it and i enjoyed it but it's really hard because you had the movies going on in the background and it continues on and you end up with this alternate history so to speak much like ghostbusters the animated series did terminator the sarah connor chronicles yeah i, I mean i know a lot of people love that show and i enjoyed it but there's also the ones that just don't work. And I'm going to pick on, I know some people love this show that I know and I may hear about it, but that's fine. The no, Taken, they don't listen. The Taken TV series. There was a Taken TV series? Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's it's supposed to be a prequel, but it's set modern day. You can't do it. You can't have it both ways. I, um, Men in Black had a successful cartoon series. Yep. Yeah. Um, and actually, I'm going to give, and I know neither one of you all are big fans of the, the uh, movies, uh, Tron. Tron Uprising for the Disney Channel. Elijah Wood did voice work on it. Yeah. And it, it bridges the gap to find out how we went from Tron, the, the rough and tumble Tron I grew up with, with the very sleek 
Tron Legacy. And it was a TV limited series they did, whether by, because it was canceled or not. But it was live action and animated together, uh, Tron Uprising. So it's it, it, it's another one that was done as a series that actually did fill in some gaps. So, okay. but yeah, yeah. So, right, I mean, guys. most of them sucked. Anything else but, to wrap it up? Uh, you want to talk about your love of, uh, actually, we should say, and I will say, the one franchise that seems to have done it well seems to have went from a movie series to a to a television series i have to give credit to star wars yeah they're not all my cup of tea but i mean that star wars droids theme song slaps they're in trouble again i tried showing it. i couldn't i tried watching it they dropped it the other day and i tried watching it with him and we both about 15 minutes into it i said i made him do it i said you gotta try it out and then 15 minutes into it I said, this sucks buddy he goes yeah it's not good <laughs> we just turned it off hey in he the liked early, the ewoks one but he didn't care for the in the early 80s it was awesome yeah i good. agree i know i watched it on saturday morning because it was all unlike you guys now with all of your streaming that was the only star wars little joke could get yeah uh, but, but i was about to say but even though i don't love all of them like i i mean i watch the clone wars my son watches it i enjoy it it does a great job of world building, but I would 10 times prefer to watch Rebels over again. Yeah. But that being said, all of them work. Even the ones that are no longer canon, they work. They give you that feeling. And so I have to give credit. Star Wars went from being, you know, really three movies originally to building out these entire series. And, you know, I'm behind on the Bad Batch, but we'll, we'll catch up. I'm behind on Loki too, though. All right, guys. This has been bone. Anybody got anything else? We're good. I oh, Starman. <laughs> I think we're good. Look up Starman, kids. Yeah, <laughs> this has been Bonehead Weekly. Uh-huh. <laughs>